0: Hey everyone, Austin here. I'm bringing you episode 14 of Homegoing, and that's Marcus' chapter. All right, so before we begin, there's just this one little thing that like, I want to say, is because like I'm, I get a dry throat really, really easily, and so I have this water here. So every now and then I'm probably going to stop and uh, just take a drink or so. All right, now, what we're going to be talking about today Uh, So the theme that I found in this chapter is finding your roots and discovering your place in history, as well as the legacy of slavery throughout a family's generations. Okay, so some specific things that I noticed while reading this chapter was that as a young child, Marcus was definitely afraid of an elderly white couple. And that got me thinking because Sonny was absolutely enraged at white people because of the system that he got put through. Because, I mean, wouldn't you be pissed off if... Somebody basically worked you to death. All right. And another thing that I noticed was that the, ne- the necklace, which we've seen throughout the entire book, is also a really big part of this because it's a, part, a really big part of Marjorie and she's also a very big part of this chapter. Another thing that we got going on is that both Marcus and Marjorie have to face their fears at some point during this chapter. All right. And so Marcus... Is one of the first people in his family to be able to go to college, and he's what you would consider a scholar, and he's studying the convict leasing system, which Sonny was convicted by and abused heavily by. But Marcus also realizes there is far more surrounding the system systematic oppression in America than just that. And also, Marcus is terrified of water, which to me didn't make quite that much sense, but now looking back at it, yeah, it really does. And Marjorie is also terrified of fire, which is kind of ironic because both of them come from a long line of people who either were represented by water or fire. Whether that be a good thing or a bad thing, that's up to us as the readers to figure that out. All right. And some comparisons that I've noticed with this. is At points, Marcus shares Sonny's anger at the hypocrisy of the law which is a quote from page 289. And it just connects to Sonny's chapter because obviously we know that Marcus is his son and he shares a lot of his father's traits. And because with the anger and everything, like you just, near the end of the chapter, there's a whole long list of things that he starts going into, like the heavy use of crack and cocaine and other drugs, heavy drugs like that and the war on them at that time. Uh, is, and he's also got, there's a huge connection to Essie and Afia back in chapter one and two, where there is this man that isn't named in Marcus's chapter that he sees with, with a machete, and it's kind of like he's got a vision looking into the past. So like he sees where he's from. And that just makes a lot of sense to me. And something that I've talked about before, but there's heavy water and fire symbolism in this chapter. At the very end, they uh, Jesse says that like, so as where the fire met the water. Uh, that's what I meant to say. That I believe is the place where all the torment from history or from slavery's effect on the family's history. Ah, uh, that. It, start, it just starts to dwindle there and that's where it stops and where their healing can begin. Because at the very end, Marcus is able to just jump right into the water, even though he was even terrified of taking showers. And I mean, whoever has heard of being able to be afraid of taking a shower? Cause I mean, I haven't, but anyways. Some organizational things that I noticed that Jessie uses, um, she uses a spiraling tone in the middle of Marcus's chapter like what I was talking about with the war on drugs and all the different things he has to go into to explain the oppression that he and his family had faced up until this point. Also, Jesse also uses the symbolism to connect both Marjorie and Marcus, which therefore connects both families together as a whole. Because throughout the book, it hasn't really seemed like they've been tied very closely together, but they have been. And that really, really is driven home in this chapter and it really just sums up the entire book in like this very last chapter. And this is the symbolism that I've noticed is just, they really work with this character, with these people. And, I mean, I'm not saying that these aren't actual things that happened. Cause I mean, you know, slavery did happen. Um, and cause like throughout each individual story, this connects them all back to Fia and Essie. All right. And, like, another key quote that I've noticed from the book was that it was one thing to research something and another thing entirely to have lived it, meaning that Marcus hadn't lived through slavery because he's in our time now, like, the current modern day, Uh, and he didn't have to go through what everybody else has had to go through. Like... Even back in Yaw's chapter, that was where all the stories were told were, were, because what I noticed was that in history, the stories that are heard are the stories of the winners, not the people who have been trampled over or had their voices stamped out. That is also heavily implied in a lot of these chapters because it's just, it's just something that, like, history doesn't smile upon people who... Where was I going with this? I had, had, I literally had it. But it doesn't smile upon the people who are crushed by somebody's... basically okay, so basically, like, slavery oppresses their voices up until a certain point, because that's when they realize that slavery isn't what defined them or their family. It's that they choose what they can do with their lives. It's their choice, which is a heavy theme in the entire book itself, and also in this chapter. Because it's just amazing how this book has played out so far. I really actually, I just really loved reading this in its entirety. It just really shows me personally. I don't know if it connects to any of you guys, but like, it just really opens your eyes to other people's, like, what they've had to go through, like, where they come from, like, people always say that you can't judge somebody just because of how they look, because you'd never know what they go through, and it's just, I just think that this is a very well-written chapter, i honestly just loved the book. Um, and okay, but I almost forgot one last thing before we wrap this up. There's one last theme that I almost forgot to talk about, and that is going home. So the confronting their fears, both Marjorie and Marcus have to face their fears of fire and water in this chapter, and it just really brings out their character that they're able to do this now of all times because given all the time that has gone through this entire book, it took until now for them to be able to push past what they're afraid of and to start healing from it. Because getting angry and just keeping all that anger is not dealing with it. It's just pointing how pointing your feelings at, a, at something just to feel better but they're actually dealing with it and that's just amazing i just i honestly really don't know how to wrap this up here because like, i could keep going on and on and on and just keep saying the same stuff but altogether this is just a really nice chapter to end the book with even though it was kind of just vague with like marjorie giving the necklace to marcus but that's literally the symbolism of going home she's given him the ancestral thing that has gone through so many generations and it now ends with them and that's basically what i took away from this i hope you guys learned something today i i sure did because i didn't even know what the heck i was talking about most of the time but i i felt like this was right so thank you guys for listening and have a good day see ya